Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. Join us on our journey into the past, the present, and the future as we explore the relationship between technology and humanity. Together, we are going to find out what it means to live in a society where everything is connected and the only constant is change. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. John, there's a, a group of folks that uh, I have tremendous respect for, and I don't know that they get the respect in, in results from society that they deserve on a daily basis. I think they, they serve, in any country, they serve their country to uh, keep the peace and to help, help, the, uh, help society grow and, and be, be a positive place to live. And uh, when they're done serving, they're kind of left on their on their own to their own devices to try to figure out what to do next. And uh, of course, I'm speaking to, uh, to to folks, men, women, otherwise that serve uh, in in the armed forces uh, to help help us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. They, they do a lot. They do it with passion. They sacrifice their life, their family, and uh, and then we we owe them definitely much more respect. And I think the best way to do this, it's not just, we're not talking about giving stuff. We're talking about giving opportunities, help them to transition from a military life where they know exactly what they need to do in every single moment that they are engaged or when they're training or when they're you know working in that environment, but then they come back and, uh, and then what? So there is a lot of things. There is a lot of association organizations that are helping. Each one goes its own way. What we're talking about here today, it's it's about hacking. We're going to hack for the troops. Exactly. <laughs> and that's great. It is. it is. And this is part of a bigger, uh, bigger mission and initiative uh, with Tech for Troops. It was led by our guest, and I believe founded as well by our guest, Mark Casper. Thanks, Mark, for joining us today for this conversation. Absolutely, Sean and Marco, thanks for having me. And, and uh, real quick, I didn't found it, but I took it over in October, 2016. All right. Sounds like from what we were talking about before starting, you're, you're committed. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna believe you funded. You know, it was probably in your heart anyway, right? True, very true. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe how you got to, to take this over. And then we'll dig in more into this, uh, what you do and what the organization do and what the event coming up, which is why we're here to promote that. So start with you. Sure. So um, I'm a Marine. I served from 83 to 87. Uh, met my lovely wife there. She's my soulmate and my, uh, my best friend. And we're still married 36 years on November 29th of this year. And um, I, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I didn't know what to do. And I bounced around from job to job, got my degree in 97 from Virginia Commonwealth University. And that's when I started my corporate life, you know, project manager, IT, and all those kinds of things. And then in uh, 2015, December 2015, I was invited into Tech for Troops. At the time, it was called Tech for Troops Project uh, to be on the board. And then with that, I came in the door and I literally knew I was home. Um, 
my head exploded like serious. It was like the cartoons, you know, Bugs Bunny getting whacked with a hammer, right? It's boom. And we had 750 square feet. And the founder looked at me and asked me if I wanted to be the executive director. I was like, yeah, I do. And I went, got to go home to my wife that night and say, hey, babe, I'm going to start running a nonprofit now. And she's like, what? Right? <laughs> because I went from making good money to not so good money uh, and with benefits and to no benefits. And yeah, I'm like, this is where I belong. And she's like, if that's what you're meant to do, that's what you're meant to do. So yeah, it's in my heart to be here. It's great. Uh, that's really cool. And, and I don't know, I think it was five years ago now, uh, the hack for troops event, uh, came to be, is that correct? It did. Yep. So, uh, about that, how, how did that, how did that get, get started? So there were four young men who were volunteers with us. Uh, two of them were in high school, two of them out of school and college and uh, all passionate about the veteran community and supporting vets. And they're all in IT. They're all in cybersecurity. Uh, all four of them eventually graduated from the Cisco Network and Academy in Chesterfield. So they had already that in their heart. And they said, hey, let's put on a hackathon, right? Let's do hack for troops. And quite honestly, I never heard of it before. Because I'm not in cyber, I wasn't in cybersecurity at that time. Still not really. Um, and then we had our first event in 2017, uh, November, about Veterans Day, and we had 68 competitors. And I thought that was just the bomb, right? It was a lot of fun. We had, we had a, um, a, a flag. We had the national anthem song. Um, we had American flags and all the flags from DOD, Army, Air Force, Navy, et cetera, around. We had plenty of food. We had plenty of space. And the kids had a great time. We What we did is we took gifts uh, or awards, I should say, of servers and routers and switches and computers. And those were the gifts because the stuff that we get in, we refurbish and we give out. And then the next year, it grew from 68 to 103 butts and seats. And then the year after, it went to 133 butts and seats. And then last year, the lost year is what I call it because of COVID, um, we went completely online around the world and we had almost 700 competitors. And it just blew us away how big that was. Yeah, um, and, and this is... Something we talk about quite a bit is the, when you open it up online, you, you, you kind of remove the travel barrier uh, and, and perhaps bring more people uh, to, to join you absolutely yeah and you pretty much took that away from from me as i was going to say the exact same <laughs> thing because and i i love that we are there i mean we have experienced it with conference all over the world i mean we you know we haven't gone on a plane in a while but we're looking forward to start doing that yep but but we believe something has changed something has clicked where we realize that, yep, the in-person is important, but we can open the door to more. So there is probably going to be more of a hybrid. But the, the truth is, the more people you involve, even in other parts of the world, they, they're all going more or less through the same thing we're going through. And I want to touch on the mission that, that you guys have, which is the bridging the digital divide. We, we talked a lot about that in education. We talk about oh, yeah. that, you know, in, in a lot of different societal um, pocket, let's say. But in this particular case, um, what, what does it mean? Why, why is it so important that we, that we provide this to, to the veterans? So there's a, 
a transition period or right before a vet gets out. So they're active duty and they're transitioning out. And what a lot of us don't, I mean, I understand, but those who haven't served, when you're, when you're in a place, in a role, in a job where you are told where to go, what to do, who to see, when, how you can talk to them, right? Saluting, going to the bathroom, all of that stuff, your life is regimented, not down to the minute, but it's pretty close, right? Because you have a job to do and everybody wears a green or a blue camouflage type uniform, right? Air Force is a little different. They don't, well, they have blue, um, but you're told what to do. And then when you're getting out, if you're not prepared to get out, it would be really easy to think, I got it. And this is what I did when I got out of the Marine Corps, even though I was married and my wife was a school teacher. So making decent money, not great money, because school teachers don't make enough in my book. Um, I thought I had the tiger by the tail. I really thought, hey, I'm a Marine. Everybody's going to want to hire me, right? All I can do is show up and they're going to be like, yes, we love you. And it doesn't work that way because the civilian world is completely 180 degrees different than the military. So I, that's why I said earlier, I bounced. I went from job to job to job to job, not really because of me, but because I didn't understand. And it took me probably 20 years to figure out that it, then at that point, it was me, right? I, I have a different mindset than most others do because I am military. I'm, I'm, I've always been military, watching John Wayne movies and all that kind of stuff growing up. And so I had to change my mindset to become more of a civilian even long after I got out. So the men and women getting out today, if they don't understand that transition and they only have, say, three months of money in the bank and, and they're thinking, well, I can find a job and they don't find that job and they go to work for making minimum wage, and they can't support their family. And, and we all know that what happens there, the, the money arguments happen, which is the biggest reason for divorce in the, in the United States. Um, that's when poverty occurs. And if we can get to them prior to that and help them with the gift of a computer, which they might not own and might not know how to use, then we can alleviate that and help them find a better job. That's, that's what Tech for Troops is about. Go ahead, Sean. No, it's fantastic, Mark. And I want to touch on the, the the value of not just giving the the physical device, but I presume also some of the education and certainly the event mm -hmm. helps uh, help support this thought of of mentorship and education and learning. And, and I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you said you bounced around from job to job. And I'm wondering, do many who who exit the the military looking for that next thing in life? Are they finding hard, having a hard time finding the cultural fit, the, the purpose of mission, the what they're doing matters more than just crunching numbers or running spreadsheets or taking phone calls for customers or whatever. It's something they may find that the sense of purpose and understanding how what they do helps the greater good. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, right? So it's it's service over self. Uh, firefighters have it, uh, policemen have it, nurses have it, doctors have it, uh, the military has it, because that's what you're doing when you sign up for any of the teachers, same thing, service over self. You're literally putting yourself at the back end of any parade, everything, right? And, and that's just what it is. And the majority, 99.9%, don't really mind, right? Because that's who we are. Um, when I took over tech for troops, it, it has become my passion. It's my life. I'm the face. I do all that stuff, but it's not for me. 
it's for them. It's for the vets. It's for the guy who came in, like I told you earlier, missing a leg, right? It's for the homeless vet who came in to get a computer from me that I tested out. And he wants to become a behavioral health specialist and help people with drug and, and alcohol abuse. He's a Navy vet. He wants to give back. And he's like, this is what I need to do. And that's that service over self. And I call it soul satisfying, right? We all, we all want to have that feeling of belonging, but when you're giving of yourself, it doesn't make a difference how much you give because you know you belong. And, and people uh, look to support you in that, what you're doing. So, Sean, you're absolutely right. That's a great, great way of saying it. I think it's so important to look at that way. It, it takes a certain kind of personality, right? It, you you mm -hmm. can't be selfish and go do what, what, what you guys have done. And so this is why I think that when we talk to many veterans that are in the infosec world, I mean, they, they, they come in, they become, or they were already, uh, you know, threat intelligence, analysts, right. uh, computer science, whatever you want. But there is always that thing about, yeah, like you said, I got to do something that is going to help other people. And that's one thing that I think that we lack from the infosecurity perspective is the fact that there is that, uh, hero, right? There is that, you know, the John Wayne movie where the where the military comes and saves the day. You're still fighting some kind of a battle there, right? And protecting. Either is a business and infrastructure at your your country still, and so I think that's where the connection is could be really strong. But tell me, what what's the typical? you know, step by step, I mean, you don't have to be detailed. I'm sure everybody has their own story, but how do you approach someone that comes in in need of filling this gap from technology and then from their learning, learning about networking or whatever you're teaching and then help them to get a job? I, I, you, it's funny. Um, so back here, there's a drill instructor hat. It was it was gifted to me. So I, I was not a drill instructor in the Marine Corps, but I approach it from a drill instructor mindset. Hmm. Uh, when I'm in front of a class, like tomorrow morning, I'll be in front of a class of five and I'm going to come at it because all of us who were in the military went through boot camp, whether you were in the Air Force or the Marine Corps, doesn't make a difference. Everybody went through boot camp. We learned close to the exact same things. And I look at it as just another way for them on a daily basis to get up and do something better with their life. And the tool of a computer helps them to do that. That's where bridging that digital divide comes in. Because if you don't know how to use it, which is what we teach, then that brings them to that level closer of, I can restart my life. All right, I do have dreams. Now I have this tool that I can use to make my goals happen. And when that happens, when they see that and when they feel that, that's when there's success. That's when they have success. And all I ask of them is to come back and let me know. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for anything like that back from them. Uh, they get a great job at a great company making a million dollars a year. Sure. But what I'd love for them to do is just say, thank you. And a lot of them come back and say, thank you. I, I, I know this guy today who, who came in and got the computer, wants to be behavioral health and, and, and drug and alcohol counselor. He'll be back because he literally felt it in, in his heart with the gift of a computer. I, yeah. I, I firmly believe that. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the gift of the event and then it's oh. multi multifaceted because <laughs> there's, there, there's the, the capture the flag itself. 
So there's a competition there and, and, and people want to participate and have fun. Uh, perhaps some of the participants and competitors are, are there to learn as well and mm-hmm. to put, put some uh, notches on their belt to help them uh, prove to potential hiring manager that they have, have what it takes to, to do the job. And, but the event is also there to help raise funds so that you can actually do the rest of the stuff that you're talking about for the, the bigger tech for troops. So tell us a little bit about the event, the, the play, the watch, the support uh, model that you have and uh, who's it for, who, who should get involved and how, how do you want them to, to do that? So we target uh, anywhere from middle, middle school students on up to professionals, right? And that's a hard thing to do because middle schoolers don't have that, uh, and even high school students don't have that knowledge to be able to go in and compete challenges. But what we try to do is make enough of those challenges easy enough so they understand what reconnaissance is or for digital forensics or whatever it is. And then we also have the Discord going so they can ask questions. Well, on challenge 201, what does this mean? And they can get you know, um, suggestions to help. Not going to give them the answers, suggestions to help. But then there's the competitive challenges where the professionals are going to have a harder time. They may know it, but they may not know it, right? Because all of those different um, silos of challenges, now nobody knows everything. And, and it would be cool if we did, but none of us are AI and none of us are um, Skynet. <laughs> right none of us are not that we want to be skynet but you know what i mean no so i know <laughs> and, and that and that's where the teams come in right so you can play as an individual or you can play as a team of up to i think it's five i'm pretty sure it's five um and then see how you do against everybody else last year we had two teams from west point the army and one team from the naval academy and west point one of the west point teams won they kicked butt so yeah we expect from all over the world, players from, we had China, uh, Korea, Mexico, the United Kingdom, and Canada last year that we could, you know, the IP addresses told us where, told us where they were. Uh, but yeah, we expect to have the same thing this year. That's very cool. And it, it kind of, when you think about the fact that it's a, also a team sport, because at this point it's becoming a sport. People love to watch this stuff. I mean, people watch video games right. being played, right? And, and we've had, the honor actually two years ago to be in Las Vegas during one of the Capture the Flag event with uh, with Katsai and Jessica. And it was just cool to see this this team compete and one is an expert in something, one is another one. And, and again, it comes that military way of thinking, like you're yep. not here alone. You have a role and then you, you play with everybody else. So, yep. But you can also play by not playing. I'm going to make it a little... little thing here where you could watch and you can support yes. so that you can help this team to not only to succeed in the game, but also then your organization to succeed in your goal. So how, how what, what is there for the people that come and watch and to the people that, that are going to support in a way or another, like buying swag or something like that. Oh, no doubt. I've seen the cool mugs. So I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Have you seen the mug? <laughs> And wait, for, wait, 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 for wait, the podcast, more. for the podcast, we are actually and the mouse pad, right? Really cool stuff, <laughs> hoodies and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely, um, I, the, the spectators 
they'll see the competition going on and who's scoring and what's doing what. So if they have a favorite team, they'll be able to follow and say, you know, you guys are beating West Point or whoever's competing this year. Uh, I think that's a cool thing because we all have favorite teams of some sport that we follow. And it's the same thing. If you like the Cowboys versus the Ravens, you're following, right? Or uh, Fiorentina versus Juventus, <laughs> then you're following, right? <laughs> of course. Uh you can be both different, different branches of, uh, of forces. Do, do you yeah. see teams form around that or, well, or we, we or did La- that was last year. Yeah. yeah. Now we, now last year we didn't, we didn't segment it by region. That's actually a great idea for this year. But we did see the China and the Korea and the Mexico, the UK and the Canadian, but that's actually probably a really good idea that I need to take to my team and say, Hey, let's segment now into regions. Cause that's the idea of tech for troops, right. And, and hack for troops, uh, doing it. My goal overall, my, my 10 year goal for hack is to go to cities in the United States, say uh, Richmond versus Memphis, Richmond versus LA, Richmond versus, and then have competitions from cities to get to the next level, to get to the next level. Right. And then have the two top teams from whatever regions or however we set it up compete for that prize, whatever that prize is. So that's coming. Um, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think we'll get a lot of support from the community out there, international community. And I think I love that because you you would involve the local businesses, the local community that maybe they they wouldn't do that if they're not a large corporation on a, on a national scale or global scale. Yep. But everybody's going to need that the IT support, that person that knows how to use the computer, that knows how to set up a network and so forth in a, in a small business environment. And so everybody wins by, by doing that. So I really love that that idea. Yeah, there, there's not a, a business out back up. There's not a business out there that shouldn't be worried about cyber. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I've been in places and I, I literally, when I was doing my, my consulting and my, my own gig, I'd ask, Oh, so who does your IT for you? Oh, Comcast. Say what? <laughs> no, Comcast doesn't do your, yes, yes. They're keeping me safe. No. Okay. If you want to be that ignorant, I'm never going to use my credit card here. Right. Because, <laughs> but anyway, it, it, you're right. It, it needs to be done across uh, communities small businesses can get involved and they can feel uh, good about being with the big communities or the big, big businesses. So that's just one of my, my, my visions that I want to have for hack and, and take that to the next level invention. Who knows, maybe go international as well and have Germany and Italy versus United States type of thing where students are competing across the platform. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, talk to me, Mark, about, cause I'm envisioning, teams from companies where mm-hmm. they have a, they have a sock yep. or they have a, a, a threat team or whatever. And, and they have four people they want to send and they want to invite a fifth person who doesn't have a job and, and they want to, to find new talent to join their team with different perspective. Are you, are you seeing any of that or, or what do you, what are your thoughts on that whole idea? Have not heard that one yet. Honestly, Sean, that is awesome. That is, that is take a note, take a note, right? <laughs> right. So the offer to connect businesses with in need veterans who may or may not have that skill set, but might be able to bring an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. I can go home I, now. I just, I just, so I think it was on Twitter, one of yesterday, maybe like a little strip, a comic strip where 
it was presenting somebody that goes there to get a job and, and he said, no, do you have experience? Like, no, well, hopefully you'll, you'll get it when we're done with you here. You're hired. That's like heaven, right? It's the ideal situation. It's not like, yeah, I need somebody with, with an entry role, but with five years of experience and this many certification right. under their belt. So, and then we don't have a, a, a resources in the workforce it, for InfoSec. It's, yeah, it's right. funny you mentioned that, Mark, because that's what we do, right? So we hire in-need vets. Um, I, I, I've hired homeless vets, uh, living, uh, army vet living in his car, another guy that was in Section 8 housings, right? So uh, they go to school, uh, they go to one of those boot camp type schools, and then they come out and they can't find a job because they don't have the experience. We actually take them through the wiping process of a hard drive, um, operating systems, networking, customer service, logistics, um, you name it, interview skills, resume creation, the whole nine yards. So we have about 11 different checkboxes that we go through. And then I start saying, okay, it's time for you to go. And I, I gently push him out the door into a job. So that guy that was living in his car, no lie, he's now making close to six figures down at the knock at Fort Lee. Right. Amazing. Another guy's at Markel making high five figures right now. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. And, and you described physically a few folks um, that clearly had mm-hmm. some challenges uh, in, in combat and uh, mm-hmm. looked different from when they left and now when they came back. You welcome them. Talk to me Absolutely. a little bit about uh, the, the role of diversity in not just how you look or where you come from, just in overall as part right. of what you're focused on here. You bet. So Tech for Troops is a completely nonpartisan, um, completely diverse uh, organization, nonprofit. Uh, I look at folks as you're a veteran and you're not a veteran. Uh, I, I call them my brothers and my sisters, no matter what branch they were in. Of course, uh, we, we rag each other. The Army versus the Marines, of course, is always the best, but the Navy's there as well because we're the men's department of the Navy. Uh, just, just to say, right? Uh, but I don't care who comes in. I've had a, a trans working for me. I don't really care. You do the job. You can help me out. You need a job. I'll help you out. Um, disabled vets. We actually have another uh, partnership with another organization here in town where high-functioning autistic, uh, so far at this point, just boys or men coming in and they're helping us in the warehouse. And to me, it's that community involvement. If I can help somebody be better, then I'm doing something good. And, uh, you know, I'm not looking for jewels in the crown. I'm just looking to help people out. So uh, absolutely, we're diverse. I don't really care. I don't care what your color is. I don't care any of that crap. No, nobody can ever come back and tell me that because I hire anybody and I've had them in here. Yeah, that's that's extremely important. Um, and I think it, talking about diversity, again, as we wrap here, there is a very diverse way that everybody can help. Everybody can be part of this. So as usual, we will have uh, notes in the podcast where with links and resources to the event. So we want to finish this conversation, which was very, very inspirational. So thank you very much for that. I I really appreciate what what you're doing. and, And we try to help as much as we can here at ITSP Magazine as well. But, you know, people can can play. People can watch and people can support in a lot of different ways. Either there are businesses that want to sponsor the event yeah. or individual that wants to, again, get a really cool mug or 
the mouse pad or whatever you want. Hoodie. Hoodies, I, I bought a that. lot of the swag already. You know, to be a hawker, you need to wear a hoodie. So that's, you do. that's the rule, right? <laughs> and when you can have that on the front of the hoodie, just that cool look at logo, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the bomb. Cat's <laughs> Eye did a beautiful job, and Jessica and Jeff and the whole team over there has been amazing. Just oh, tell yeah. you that right now. They are amazing to work with. Yeah, we, we enjoy working with them as well. And uh, I, th I think the, the one piece we didn't really touch on is getting people to participate uh, and reaching out to the community, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to make a call for anybody who's listening here to share this with a veteran that you know. And even if they aren't in need, they probably know somebody who is. That's true. So maybe make that make that connection wide and far. Get as many people to participate in the CTF Hack for Troops as possible. Uh, which, by the way, October 30th is coming up. Uh, up. If, if you're listening to this after October 30th, stay stay tuned for Hack, Hack for Troops. Uh, and I'm sure the the next year's event you can participate in, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern, October 30th. Uh, hopefully everybody jumps in, participates, spread the word, support the support the cause. Uh, Mark, I want to thank you for uh, sharing the story with us. Thank you, Sean. Yep, and uh, yeah, you're never late, Sean. You're right. You're never late because what what they are doing, it's it goes way above and beyond this particular event. They do this every day, and we we can support every day. So thank you again so much. Thank you. And I hope you, you'll come back with us and uh, give us some good news about how the event went. I'd love to do that. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you having me. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you learned something new and this story made you think, then share ITSPmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.